Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Go Lions, hashtag 2023 Grand Finals. Yeah, 29 away from 11. Time for the Dave and Robbo show. Oh! <laughs> it's, I know you keep bringing it up, but it's got a pretty good ring to it, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, see, I thought you were going to pull me up and say it's the Robbo and Dave show. You've got to be no, first. No, no we've got to figure out what's, who's the bigger name. Like, does it When you do these podcasts and chats and stuff, is it the biggest name first or second? Well, let's just say only one of us got a lap of honour at the Gabba on Easter Thursday. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that happens to the best of us. I'm sure you'll get a radio lap of honour one day. <laughs> Please. Well, what was that like? Let's talk us through that. For those the 33-odd thousand at the Gabba and then watching at home, we didn't see the full lap of honour, but we, we caught glimpses of it. What, what was it like in the, in the sunroof and, and just doing that in front of the fans? Well, I don't want to be throwing plugs out there, but you can catch the full lap of honour on my YouTube. It is Rob Vlogs. Uh, it was amazing. No, it was really, really good, honestly. Like, it's been a couple months in the making now. Um, the Lions hit me up earlier in the year and, and mentioned they want to do it. Um, and they usually do that for the first home game, but they said, uh, that's versus Melbourne. Won't be a sellout. Let's do Collingwood. And I said, thank you. And it was an amazing, amazing experience. Got to do it with the family that, I, that I've obviously played um, a massive part in my life, so to do that with them um, was very special. A little bit pat, pat on the back to Emma as well, which is um, what I was going for. And a big shout out to Swanee um, and Taylor Oz that uh, put that together. It was um, a lot of emotions, but yeah, it uh, was was a, was a great night because we got the fat W as well. well. Yeah, Brisbane did get the fat W. Before we get on to that, the emotions and the, the feelings for an elite athlete when you do something great in front of the home crowd and the, the roar and you're in the middle of the contest. But this, I, I, I would assume, is very different. You, you're doing a lap. All the focus is just on you and not teammates. Was it a, a similar, was it a different experience having 33,000 just all? I know some of them are Collingwood fans, but surely. <laughs> I mean, what was, was it a different feeling to, to, to roars at the Gabby you've experienced before? Oh, 100%. It's, it's polar opposite because it's the last hurrah type um, scenario and, and you know that you won't be playing on that ground again in front of the fans. So that's why it will hold like a special part in my my heart for a long, long time. Um, not many players get it and to be able to receive that. And, and to be honest, the Collingwood supporters that were there, I was expecting boos and a bit of bit of banter over the fence and stuff. But, you know, a lot of them were standing up and clapping, and which, which made it even more humbling. So... No, it was completely different to you know kicking a good goal or doing a tackle or something like that. It was um, it was very very special and something that I'll always remember. All right. Well, speaking of kicking goals and doing good tackles, Brisbane, the Lions were doing all those and more against Collingwood, an unbeaten team, team that many had thought were the ones to beat for the flag, and Brisbane just did that. Not only they bounced back, but it's the way they did it, Robbo, in your face. That defence was there, and it just allowed their attack to explode. It was, and they've been publicly smashed in the media for the, you know, pretty much for the whole start of the season, but especially during last week, you know, the Danaher, the forward line situation, would it work, would it not work? 
should we drop players? And we spoke about it too, but they they copped a fair bit. And when you're in Brisbane and you, and you notice the media, that's when it's pretty bad because usually we don't see the, the Melbourneian side of the, the fence. But this was a, a very, very big win in Collingwood who... Looked to go undefeated all year the way that everyone was carrying on. But, um, no, it was awesome to see the Lions come back and, and, and do what, they, what they're expected to do. Um, that's the standard now they've set for themselves. And, and they've just got to start getting wins away because uh, we all know that we, you know, the Brisbane Lions can play the Gabba ex- extremely well. But can we do that for four quarters and a, on a away turf? So, big week coming up this week. But, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a massive win. Um, Easter Thursday night game. Everyone was watching it, and mm. it was good to see a few players stand up and you know put a middle middle finger up to the media. Well, all right. Speaking of putting a middle finger up to the media, you just opened that door. I, I want to ask you because I'm looking at a tweet that you put out a couple of days ago um, about. <laughs> and look, this is to me. I, I'm I'm not not a big fan of, of of talking about you know media v players and who's doing what and not. I mean, I, I've yeah. always said there's a responsibility for players to promote their sport. Yeah. But th- this, to me, is different. And we're talking Joe Danaher because this is, can sometimes be a bit of navel-gazing as far as media is concerned. But you have said, this is on Twitter, hearing Joe refuse to chat to the media post-game is awesome. Getting absolute bashed all week and expect him just to be like, yeah, great response by the boys. He isn't a fan of the media to begin with, but love to see others follow. All right, so just on that, this is not the first time Joe has refused to do post-match Interviews is can, is there something a lingering? Uh, I don't know. Is there something that he doesn't like doing that? Is there something that's happened that's burnt him in the past? No, knowing Joe, he's um you know he went through all those injuries and stuff, and and everyone was writing him off for a long, long time. And knowing him personally, he's not a fan of the media, regardless. Like he's you know, pretty um, extroverted, and he likes to keep to himself. Like to be honest, we don't see him too much around the club other than at training. He likes to hang out with his partner and his newborn, but he's always been like that. But I was talking more so in a broader sense, you know, cut the head off the bloke um, and just put anyone in that position. I just, yeah. they, they, there's, I understand journalists, they have to sell articles, you know, clickbait stuff. Like if there's a focus that week, then everyone jumps on board. Like it was pretty big for him personally, but that happens to a lot of players and there's a level of respect and what you, what you, what what you can say about plays and is it, is it warranted is it, it along those lines and I just feel like for Joe that week was a bit too full on like he kicked four goals the week before that and then yes he missed four goals against um, whoever it was last week um, um, Bulldogs the Bulldogs yeah yeah the Bulldogs and like I haven't seen that type of barrage in a long long time so I was saying players don't forget Yes, we're in Brisbane. We don't see too much of the media, but mm. everyone does get told what's going on in the media for, through, you know, chatter on the four walls or their mates or their family sending them links on text messages, and and people know which journalists go after certain players, and and I just liked it. I was like, you know what? He's had a big week, and everyone was trying to get you know, response from him in the media, and he said, no, nah, don't want to do it, and that's what I liked about it. Um, should all players be like that? Yes and no. Like it was. And I'll say on the flip side, like they probably got a response out of him to be honest as well. But it's not like he's not he's going out there and not trying to play well every week. It's just I thought it was a bit too much. Uh, I get it if it was an isolated incident, a one-off. Exactly. Yeah. But, but as in, you know, I've had yes, you've come at me all week and now you expect me to talk. So no, you can. That's giving the big middle finger to them. But there's there's yeah. this isn't. This is something that has been is ongoing. And again, I don't know if fans fans may be oblivious to it. They may not care. 
uh, it may be just a media navel gazing. So we can we can test the temperature with this and and and, and dip our toe in the water. Thirteen thirteen fifty five. Is there an issue with Joe Danaher not talking post matches? Uh, I know last year when he kicked that winning goal against Richmond to um to to win that final, which was your last home game at the Gabba. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was that that was again, where he was the talking point and, and refused to, to speak. But I can understand after the week he's had, although, you know what, Robbo, isn't there part of you that just wants to go, like, just shove it up him? <laughs> just oh, go, well, you, you know, know me. That's, that's you know it. me. If, if that was me, I'd be coming out <laughs> doing absolutely every media outlet possible and, just, like, and putting it to the people that were talking crap. So yeah. a lot of people are different, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, I did not mind it. And, if everyone's going to keep having a crack at players, and I know it's their, their job because if they're not playing well, then yeah, they can talk about them. But I sort of went over the top last week. And, and for, for a player, that's like mentally draining and that can play a part on your mental health, that kind of stuff. Mm. I, I just thought it was too much. But yeah, some players deserve to get a bake. You know, the stars of the game, they're on big pay packets and whatnot, and they're talking points for a reason. So there's obviously um, two sides of the coin for, for what happened. But as a, as a, play, a past player and... And someone who's delving in a bit of media stuff, I couldn't, I couldn't stomach having a crack at someone like that and going to those nth degrees. It just doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, Mitch Robinson, our guest every Tuesday here on SCNQ. Now, Robbo, let's talk about the good stuff he did do on the field. Uh, he responded and responded in a big way. Twenty touches, and and, and to me, the decision by Chris Fagan to only play one ruckman. I mean, that that it, it's almost a no-brainer when. Collingwood didn't have a recognised ruckman, so why would you go mm. in with this, with a really tall team? And you know Collingwood's going to run, so you need to counteract that. But what it did for me, it got Joe Danaher into the game. He, he was the backup ruckman, and he got these. He got involved, and and he yeah. plays so well when he's involved rather than just waiting for something to come down to him in the forward line. Yeah, we've got a we've got a pretty tall forward line, and as you said, Darcy Fort um, played VFL, and he absolutely dominated the VFL on the weekend as well against um, Collingwood Reserves. Um, as, as you're saying, we know what kind of a freak athlete Joe Danaher is. He can get up the ground. He's got moves galore in his kit bag. He can do a lot of things. But um, I, I liked him getting up the ground and being able to get back because the tall defenders can't match his athleticism that he's yeah. got, and he can kick the ball very well, especially from outside fifty. That's his that's his sweet spot when he's going for goals. So he kicked two snags as well, which is a great response, but yeah, obviously Collingwood didn't have a, a uh, have a stay at home ruckman, so um, it wasn't even like getting beaten around the ball as much. Like they still you know racked up the possessions and stuff like that. But I think just Brisbane had a lot of confidence going in that Oscar McInerney would get the job done. Um, he had forty three hitouts, which is crazy. <laughs> I think I think the next best was yeah McStay with fifteen. So he gave our players some great service. Um, big O, and um, he would have relished that role. He played a very good game. All right, so so what happens this week against North then? Does, do, do you just go the one Ruckman a- again, or Darcy Ford, who, as you mentioned, playing the house down in the VFL, and even Chris Fagan admitted, geez, it was hard to drop him, but we just couldn't take two two big men into the centre when there wasn't a recognised Ruckman. What, what do you do this weekend against North Melbourne? Yeah, I'll go with the one ruck again. Uh, the only time I really like two rucks is when um, you have probably one of the A-grade like matchups. So if you play against a Melbourne, they've got two dominant ruckmen in Grundy and Gorn. So that's the only time I'd probably take two ruckmen in. But Toddy Goldstein for North Melbourne, he's getting on an age, but he still had 32 hitouts last week. Um, and North might have lost a game, but they were really competitive for a lot of it. And I think Big O going one out with, with Toddy Goldstein. I don't know who they're their backman Ruckman is, so I think he does a lot of it by himself. I think Big O can match him, so I'm taking one Ruck and leaving an unchanged side, to be honest. 
All right, uh, Rob, I want to play you a little bit of Chris Fagan from his post-match media conference on Cam Rayner, who had a night out. Uh, well, I, I think it's been actually been worth doing because I know we can put him back there. He's actually been pretty good down back, but I just felt like we needed his energy tonight in the forward line. He just brings a lot of that. It was probably a, four goals was a pretty good result, but um, you know, he just adds another element to our forward line and we, can, we know we can also throw him. All right, so that was Cam Rayner moving him from the defensive line into the forward line, and he was such a natural fit there. T- to me, that silences any critics that Chris Fagan has on his coaching style and technique and can't react. He saw that that was what was needed. Cam Rayner, yes, he's put him down back to start the season, but not afraid to switch things up and, and go, righto, we need, this in the for- need him in the forward line. Well, Davo, you know that I was saying in the preseason that I did not like him back down there. And, and Kane Corns came out and said, oh, he shouldn't step foot in a D50 again. And it feels like, oh, there's a guy called Mitch Robinson saying this from the start of the year. But no one, no one cared. I didn't get any uh, quotation marks on any posts or anything. But as soon as he goes forward and kicks forward, then everyone's up and about. But no, he played an awesome game. Um, he really set the standard from the first quarter onwards, kicking two goals. And I was texting him leading up to the game, asking where he's playing to get the inside word and that. Um, didn't give me too much because he only finds out usually in the in the Thursday tra- in the Thursday meetings or the Oppo um, preview. So I know that he's a genuinely inside bull, and I'd love to see him getting in there because you see Will Ashcroft and all the hype around him, number one draft pick or what two or whatever he was coming in um, and starting straight on ball and doing that stuff. Cam Rain has built that base now, and he's uh, hopefully he's gained the respect that he can be an on baller slash half forward. He can really change the game and. I don't know, people have really forgotten about um, what he can do. He, he's an absolute genuine star. And all the early quote, like questions on him were his fitness, he's too big to, uh, in the system, he had to shed some kilos and build that, um, that base of fitness up. And I believe he's done that. Um, and I just really hope to see him getting some more on-ball time. And, and obviously, he's not going to kick four every week. Um, but he can really provide a contest and, and be a game changer in the forward and mid role. All right, Robert, we've ticked that box. Cam Rainer stays forward as far as you're concerned. Only one Ruckman, which means Joe Danaher can get more involved. The only other thing I need to tick off with you is your thoughts on Gather Round. As a name for what's happening, are you a, are you a fan of it? The name or yeah, the, the, the round the, itself? The, the, the name. <laughs> I, I think the concept is brilliant. I think the yeah. concept – but Gather Round, I, I just – I just picture a campfire and we're all singing Kumbaya. <laughs> Maybe it should be called the rally round because everyone's rallying together for a big weekend. But no, I don't know. I don't really know the name, what's behind it. Obviously, it's it's there for a reason because everyone's yeah. gathering around Adelaide and playing games there, which I think is really cool. Hopefully, I do, I don't know. Is it just an SA thing every year, or is it no. going to be highest bidder? Highest bidder. So look, I think it's I think it's the first two years that South Australia have got it. I stand to be corrected if that's not right, but I do know that they've thrown money at the AFL and they want it to to keep it there as long as possible. But it will come down to the highest bidder. It could be in WA in a couple of years. It could be, it, it could be in Tassie. Could be in Queensland. It's whoever comes up with it. I don't think I don't think we have enough money for throwing that at uh, the AFL in Tasmania. <laughs> but no, I honestly love the round. I, I think it's obviously on the back of the NRL doing their magic um, round. Yeah, magic round. Yeah. yeah. So I know that um, we obviously get a lot more fans to our games. Well, I don't know the stats or anything, but it feels like yeah, yeah, fell you in, do. in a hole. Yeah, he kills yeah. it in that regard. So I don't mind it. SA is a massive home for football, and and it's it's always going to be looking to do new things, and I really I really like it. Um, I'd love it to be in Brisbane. We saw a hell of a lot of footy during the COVID time, so I don't know yeah. if we were bidding for that soon, but I reckon it's a great concept. And if we got to copy a few other codes and do some different things, I don't mind it. Like, we've got yeah. to grow with other, other sports, so 
I think that it's going to be a great round. I actually really want to get there and go watch a couple of games. But, um, well, that's only playing. because the Lions are playing in a winery. They're playing in the yeah, Barossa. So and I'll be getting where... absolutely drunk if I was going to go to one of those games. <laughs> I'll just go to four games straight and just see what happens, just vlog it all, and then wake up on the next day and be like, oh, that was cool. But Put- no, I, I, it's a great concept. Perfect. Great concept. We've got to come up with a better name, though. Robbo, we'll chat to you next week. Good luck, good hunting. Mitch Robinson, as always, joining us on a Tuesday. Gather round. Happy with it? Oh, I know. I'm not being a doomsayer. I'm not being a, a narc. I just, I don't know. There's got to be a bit more oomph in the name, doesn't there? 13, 13, 55.